Welcome back to another episode of Base News Network. I am your host, Kayo, a.k.a. Punk Revolution, now here with Sophie, a.k.a. Joan of Arca. Say hi, Sophie. Hi. And today we have some fantastic news to kick us off. Diamond of Diamond and Silk. Oh, no. <laughs> died of COVID-19. Okay, well... Yeah, that's, I mean, it's sad, I guess. No, it's not. I mean, she was, okay, first off, it's never sad when a Republican dies. That's rule number one, <laughs> rule number one of Face News Network. Um, well, it's just, you know, she died of COVID. And I didn't tell Sophie this was going on this script. I didn't, and this is off script, but um, yeah, no, I. Sophie has a soul and feels bad when people die. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I. I it's it's sad because i mean i don't know i i feel bad like as a person who died but obviously she was like dubbed like trump's number one like biggest supporter right like that duo of they're pretty comical like i i don't know they were kind of like memed right um well i feel like they were memed only because that's like I'm not going to give them any credit whatsoever. They were forced memes. They 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 were not funny. They were they were sp- okay. It's not just, even when like left lefty people no, were making the memes. No, no, I don't I don't think any lefty people were making any memes about them. But I will say oh. it is always satisfying when someone who denies COVID nineteen as a as a whatever what d- d- and in any sort of in any sort of fashion denies COVID nineteen as a serious issue. Dies from COVID nineteen at a especially at a younger age. It's ep- okay. You know, I'm sorry. Let's- it's it's sad, but it, it you know, and I don't know. I the main thing I was thinking is like it's ironic. You know, like Trump, you know, posted a statement on Truth Social, like saying how sad he is about her death. But you know, as we know, Trump messed up COVID big time for the United States. So, in part, he is maybe somewhat responsible for her, her death. Ooh, that's a that's a spicy take. I thought I was gonna have all the spicy takes of the segment, but you just said that t- Trump is responsible for her. Well, actually, I think you're I think you're right though. Well, in part, I mean, he didn't do a great job handling COVID, and she died of COVID, and, and she's his quote unquote biggest supporter. So yeah, and also, don't you think like if Trump took covid more seriously then she would have took, taken covid more seriously yeah, as well exactly they're just, they're exactly just, they're just his followers who just will say and do whatever uh he wants no exactly so so trump literally killed diamond of diamond and silk is well, the news I, what i want people to take out of this is everyone please wear masks as much as you can and yeah and get vaccinated yeah, and boosted i mean I'm, 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 i honestly like i'm not even being ironic right now because like just yeah just do it guys I yeah s- i swear to god sophie sophie and i when we go see the movies we're the we're the gentle little liberal couple that wears masks together and we give each other kisses over the, over masks. the mask yeah so yeah wear masks um yeah remember that like there are immunocompromised and disabled people out there lols so yeah Wear masks. What, lols? What's so funny? Okay. It's not funny. Okay. So I was going to say one thing that was interesting was Donald Trump posting on Truth Social. His I, I got to get on Truth Social because I'm always having to like look up his statements on Truth Social. He he said that Diamond and Silk were the, what is it, best team ever? The best duo team ever. Like literally, the I think I said the best team ever, which is like an interesting statement because like I feel like... N- 
like people don't say that in general. Like, how, this is the best team ever. He said, "What there, kind of team?" You there know? was there was no better team anywhere or at any time. That's just the most incoherent statement. I mean, it's a classic Trump statement. Like he literally can't like speak English or any language. And and this statement to me just feels really. It just rubs me the wrong way. He said, "Diamond's death was totally unexpected. Probably her big and precious heart just plain gave out." What the fuck? No, he died. Of, she died of COVID. Like, I don't know. I just feel like she this had thing, COVID. Like, like if she died of a co- if she died if she died of a heart issue or whatever, it's just like to say like her big heart just plain gave out to me. Just like I don't know. It just it's like disrespect honestly it's like disrespectful not to her not that she's like a good person or was a good person I guess like you know what I want to say she was a good person I want to say she was a good person and I I like your thesis that she was a good person who was essentially killed by Trump yeah I mean who knows I don't know I on like frankly don't know anything about her maybe Trump radicalized her and she was like normal before who knows um but yeah, I mean, it is ironic. I I don't know. I feel weird about, like, celebrating a person's death. That's just me. But, um, like, it, it, there's no question that, like, Trump's rhetoric and, like, also his inaction during COVID played a part in her death, as, like, with a millions of other people's deaths. So, um, yeah, it sucks. Millions. I don't know. Right. How many people died in the U.S.? I don't know. Sorry. Well. Like, uh, maybe across the world. Maybe Trump's rhetoric. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and say that a million people in America died from, from COVID. I'm going to say all a million of them will give Trump the credit for. And then if we also add maybe people from America going to other countries and spreading it, we'll add that to an additional million. And then we'll just say that um, just Trump giving off bad, bad vibes killed another million people. So we'll just say we'll say Trump killed millions. I think it's a safe I think it's a safe statement to make on Base News Network is Trump killed millions and Diamond was one of them. So that's the first news of the week. Sophie says it's sad. I say it's a mixed bag of news. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, like, a fan of her, clearly. I don't know. Sophie's a Republican now? I'm not. I'm not a Republican. I just, you know, it's a, I don't know, a person died. Her family's probably sad. Think about her family. It's probably, that's sad for the family. But, yeah, I don't endorse her beliefs at all. And, yeah, I don't know. It's a Speaking situ- of... It's a thing. It's a thing. Speaking of um, bad people... <laughs> getting oh, no. <laughs> facing the res- facing consequences for their actions to an extent at least <laughs> uh we're gonna be talking about andrew callahan he almost said andrew tate i w- well to me they're both the same now at this at, th- at this point andrew callahan is basically andrew tate um andrew G- callahan is the andrew tate of the he's left like the leftist yeah he's exactly. the leftist andrew tate there's a whole discourse on twitter about how we needed more leftist men to take away andrew tate's audience well that person was andrew callahan kyle and... that's gotta be you i don't wanna do that okay fine sorry i don't want to put the responsibility on you kyle but okay fine it's, it's sad to see like a you know a role model for boys that was on the left like experience this fall from grace because it seems like there's a lot of like leftist men who are not epic so i don't even know i feel so bad for young boys right now like who who do they have to look up to punk relation now i guess so anywho um the situation is andrew callahan um 
known from uh, All Gas No Breaks. Um, if you know that YouTube channel, you might remember like the fur con, like Midwest fur con uh, video where he like goes to fur con and like interviews a bunch of people. It's a very funny video. He's also done like other conventions, like um, like a flat earther convention. I'm not really sure. I honestly didn't watch a ton of his stuff. Um, but you know, I was a fan of the furry video. It's very iconic. So that's kind of my extent of like familiarity with him. And also I know that he recently released a documentary on HBO about the insurrection. With uh, Tim Heidecker with as Tim a producer. Heidecker, yeah. So really sad because I'm a huge Tim Heidecker fan and I hope, um, well, I guess I should get into what actually happened. Um, yes. Yeah. So Andrew Callahan, um, there was a TikTok video, a woman um, basically explained how um, Andrew Callahan uh, sexually assaulted her and, you know, made her, put her into this, like, kind of sus situation. Um, the TikTok video, I'm sure you can find it still on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter. I'm sure it's all over the place at this point because it's a big deal. Um and she has been compiling other women's allegations of like really sus, like creepy behavior, um, as well as other people independently. So there's a lot of um, allegations coming out about um, Andrew Callahan basically saying that he's an abuser and a creep. Yeah, it was really interesting uh, kind of digging through the rabbit hole because it kind of, you know, it starts with this one TikTok, like Sophie said, of a, of a woman explaining her sp experiences. And she, you know, she says uh, part of the story is that Andrew Callahan is saying that, like, he had a fight with with uh, one of the crewmates crew mem crewmates among, among us <laughs> with one of the crew members of, like, the film production set and he needed a place to stay. And then he kind of pressured this woman into sleeping at her place and then just continuously even though she kept saying no continuously pressured her into uh sex and then eventually she did you know she did consent in a in a very technical way however it was after coerced. it was, was after also, he also got her really drunk apparently yeah. so it, it was, that's not it, good either it was after persisting and continuing after she just kept saying no no i'm not sleeping with you no and then finally she just kind of gave up and said yes so i have seen it's a, it's a minority but there's some you know fans of andrew callahan uh who are in the replies saying whoa 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 hold up it's his word versus hers and uh, it, she did technically consent, so maybe there's some miscommunication or whatever. So that's, you know, obviously that alone is a bad story. But like I said, it's like a rabbit hole because once you open that, once, you know, once this person came forward with her TikTok, lots and lots of other people came forward with very similar stories. And you could, you want to... You know, like that's important, like when, like assessing like someone's guilt in a situation like this. Are there other stories and are they consistent? And yeah, it seems like, you know, it seems like like he was like he's he used this excuse of, oh, I got into a, a fight with a crew member and I need a place to stay multiple, multiple stories times. About that. So he's straight up lying. Yeah. And yeah. multiple stories about him, like getting people really drunk. It just does not a good look because a lot of these stories are they're plausible. They're not outlandish. They're they're very believable. Not saying that like these. I don't know. I hope that didn't come out wrong. I just mean like these stories seem very reasonable. They yeah. are consistent. The people writing them, 
seem very honest. Yeah. Not not the people themselves, just the way they're written. Not that that matters. I feel like I'm digging myself into a hole. No, 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 but no. You're making. I think it's. They're I think what clear. You're is... They're consistent. They're honest. And they're coming from multiple people multiple having people. very very similar experiences. Yes, that's for really years. important. Yes, for exactly years. because. Um, when you go back, there's some allegations dating back to 2020 that people were like posting on Instagram stories and other stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I guess that these allegations and like sort of stories have been floating around and rumors floating around from people who knew him from high school and like his hometown have yeah. been floating around for about like three years now, like two to three years. So this oh. is not new. And also the, the victim who made the TikTok did, show photos of her and, and Andrew together and showed screenshots of text. So it's like, this is obviously, this is, there's definitely, you know, it's... There's there's definitely some truth to all this, for sure. Yeah. Like, there's, I, I can confidently say that he's definitely guilty of some b- bad things. I don't want to say, like, okay, he 100% is, you know, like, you know, because, like, obviously he hasn't made a statement yet. There's no, like, this hasn't been resolved yet. But I think that it's, I'm fairly certain that he's done some pretty bad stuff here that's... Not, not a good look for him yeah yeah people were posting on their stories saying like stay away from like in 2020 and 2021 people were posting on their stories stay away from andrew callahan he's a freak who's gonna try to force himself onto your friends or whatever like that so people have been this is something that's been yeah. people talking about and another thing too is like a, a common thing that these people have been saying is like i hate seeing you know andrew callahan being lauded as this like social justice warrior this like champion of the left this like role model when in reality he's an abuser and he like really hurt me or he hurt my friends or well you know what i mean like that i can relate well i haven't been in the same situation but like let's just say i never liked the guy because i could tell he was a creep way before (laughs) i had the vibe way before everybody else i already knew he was a bad person so (laughs) you know yeah i mean yeah i mean like it, it sucks like seeing someone be praised as like this great person like really creative really funny like stands up for what he believes in like you know this force of good and like see him get all these opportunities and you know be worshipped and then like in reality like in behind closed doors like this person hurt you and abused you and did everything that's like contrary to his public image to what he says he believes in that is really hurtful especially when you kind of know no one's going to believe you if you say anything about it. That is just like a really shitty feeling. And yeah, I I really, I feel really bad for everyone who's like been victimized by him, you know, based on like all this information that's come out and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It, it just, that, that, that would really bother me if I were a victim of his, just like seeing him be praised and get all these opportunities and like being, you know, and to be viewed as like a leftist, I don't know, like role model or, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel you on that. It's, it is a, it is a bummer um, to say the least. I mean, it's, I feel like at this point there's been so many like people who, you would initially deem to be good people who have been exposed in one way or the other for being like a, a predator that like at this point there's the there's like no you never it's just it could be anybody you know at this point i'm sure uh you know that but um yeah i mean i, f- I feel like at this point you know, I, sophie and i are obviously checking we we were we were hoping there'd be some update from him that we could provide 
while we were recording this podcast. Hasn't had any statement but yet. alas, no statement. And so I feel like at this point he can't. I mean, I'm sure he could. I'm sure maybe some like because there was so many people who came forward. Maybe <laughs> maybe some of them were completely made up. But I think at this point, like, it's not a matter of denying. Yeah. There's like a lot of these. It's yeah. there's a, a lot of these statements out there. I, yeah, and I definitely trust the woman who made the the TikTok. Like, yeah, that's not an easy thing to do to put your like face out there in your name. Let's just say if ninety percent of the stuff that came forward was made up. The 10% is bad enough. It's like that it's like really yeah, bad. Yeah, for real. Like, I think there's no question that he's def- definitely guilty of some bad stuff. Yeah. So. I'm hoping his statement is an apology. Me too. And if like, he denies this stuff, it's like, bro. But that being said, like, he's, you know, he's he's in trouble either way. You know what I mean? Like, if he denies it, people are going to probably not support him he's probably gonna lose um some of his like stuff with hbo i don't really know what this whole situation with that is Um, i feel really horrible for because i'm sure there's i mean there's obviously a lot of good people who have been working with him like tim heidecker and hbo and and i i really want to believe tim heidecker is a good guy i believe in my heart he is a good guy and i really hope he is i'm sure i'm sure we're gonna say he is i'm gonna say he is and if i'm wrong i'll be sad but it's just it's it's really upsetting because when when you know obviously the people who i feel worse for are the women who have been assaulted and have had to deal with that horrible feeling while this person gets a ton of praise but this is you know this is gonna really be um a horrible thing now now like tim heidecker is in a really tough situation because he's he probably put a lot of money into producing this documentary that was just released literally like a couple weeks ago ago, a week ago and now he's gonna have to basically um you know he's in a tough situation now like what like uh and i don't know and that's i mean that's how assault that's how like assault tends to play out so many people like it's a butterfly effect of stuff you know like Yes, obviously the worst part is like the person who was assaulted, but it also stems to like when you're an abuser, like that affects all relationships you have with people. You know, yeah, yeah. it's it's a huge like issue trust. Yeah, and all the all his like fans too. You know, like I want I really want people to know or at least to believe that like there are that this is not like there's good people out there there are literally good people out there and i was just seeing on twitter now like i was literally seeing like lots of threads on twitter of women who are like okay so yeah i guess literally every single guy is just a shitty guy because like that's you know andrew callahan is like the last straw like there are no there is no like there's no there's you know there's nothing is impossible now i know know? i know i feel like that sometimes like not not with you but i mean like like in general not with me i'm the one i'm the one good guy <laughs> no, no no so subscribe to punk revolution now's youtube channel because i'm the one guy who's good i just mean like 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 male public figures it seems like every single guy this is not true not every single guy but like there's i don't know it's like oh no this guy's a creep too it's like oh like are there no like can i trust no one you know what i mean yeah and honestly too a lot of the guys who are responding to this andrew callahan statement by saying he didn't even do anything wrong because she technically consented it's like that is actually the mindset that like i wish there was like a poll that could be like put out there like what percentage of men think that what andrew callahan did was bad you know yeah i don't know because like 
it should be a hundred percent, but I wouldn't be surprised if like a good like forty percent, fifty, sixty percent of men say, "Well, if she, if she, you know, if she consents, you're good. You know, you worked for it, you were persistent, and she consented. You know." Ooh, that's so creepy. That idea of like working for it. Ugh. Yeah, like, I yeah, freaking, really tr- creeps me out. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. It, it's not a good look for him. No matter what, he's damned either way. If he denies it, he's damned. If he admits to it, he's damned. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. I mean, but then again, I don't know. Like there's, I feel like a lot of like male comedians and like guys who do shitty stuff like this, like are able to like make a rebound. So who knows? Maybe he probably will make a rebound. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think his career is over, but. Oh God, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, uh. I we'll see. I all I can say is I'm waiting eagerly to see how he responds, and he's he's uh he, it's gonna be a tough one. <laughs> it's gonna be a tough one. I mean, like like I said, for me, I'm really hoping. I think the best response would be like him just completely like owning up to it and like just acknowledging that like he's had a history of being like a really awful person and like rather than like trying to weasel out of it because i feel like if he tries to weasel out of it it's just gonna make him become like someone i can't i I trust even less because there's no weaseling out of it okay but let's say he like admits to it and like he's sorry like can he like rebound well i think he i think no matter what he can rebound because like i feel like all like the guys who've been like me too basically besides like you know um uh what's his name the big important one weinstein like, it, like, bro's, like, literally in jail, right? Like, that's, like, legit, like, cancellation. <laughs> yeah, he did <laughs> not rebound. Uh, yeah, no, you can't rebound, but, like, I Jeffrey feel like... Jeffrey Epstein did not rebound. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of, like, these guys who've been accused of, like, sexual assault, misconduct, whatever, like, creepy stuff, are you know, they're fine. Like, they waited out a couple years, and then they're back doing, you know, whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that, because I don't... I don't know. It's hard. But, um... Because, like, I don't know, like, I know we're getting into something really hard, which is, like, okay, like, if someone does something really bad, can they, do they deserve to have a career in, like, public life? Like, do they deserve to get a second chance? I don't know. It's, I don't know, it's a really hard question to answer. But, like, that, I don't know, what am I even talking about? Well, I'm let's, sorry. let's, I, okay, so this is what you got to do. So, for step one, you got to donate half a million dollars to a victims of sexual assault charity step two you need to meet with hillary clinton oh god and let her talk and have a good two hour long conversation uploaded on youtube where you discuss and acknowledge that what you did was bad. that's probably what he's gonna do i swear to god yeah he's gonna do that yeah like that like logan paul style like remember when he like did a video like interview thing with like someone important about like suicide and stuff well, you As know, an apology or I, like I don't even look. I, look, I'm a I'm a man. So me like saying I believe that like someone who's sexually assaulted could possibly like deserve a second chance. It doesn't. I, I feel like I can't say that because it just makes me sound like a douchebag. Yeah. Well, I don't even. I don't. I don't know if I can say that either. I don't know if anyone can. I it's be- a really individual question. I yeah. Think. And I. I don't. I, I like. It's. I don't even know how to answer that question, honest. I really yeah. don't because. I don't know. I I I, I guess okay. So I, <laughs> just taking the whole sexual assault thing out. Okay, just just in general as a philosophy, 
I've always just really wanted to believe that people who've done bad things can like change and become a better person. I agree. But as I've gotten older, I have discovered there is a solid like 25% of the population of people who like just suck and are always going to suck no matter what. Yeah. And also when it comes to like sex crimes or like, I don't want to say like crime, but you know, like in the situation, I don't know yet, but like sex, like iffy stuff with like sex and like pressuring people to sex and like creepy stuff like i don't know like if creeps it, it's just like ah, oh, dude like that's bad i don't know i don't think like we alone can answer that question like i feel like it's well, an extremely difficult question to answer it is it is a difficult question and i'm not trying to take blame or i guess i could say i'm not trying to take like uh autonomy out of andrew callahan callahan's hands well, that's a hard sentence but like <laughs> There are a lot of men who literally believe that, like, his behavior of, like, lying and, like, persisting in order to get laid is fair. Like, th- like there's a lot of men who, like, genuinely believe that because, like, that's, like, what they're taught and that's how they think. And I'm not trying to take blame out of his... A question is, like, a guy, like... How are men taught to, like, think like that, like, in general? Like, what what do you think, like, influences that behavior? Oh, gosh. Well... Sorry, am I asking, like, hard questions? Well, I, I don't know. This is a topic that fascinates me, so... I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, um... Like... Media? Like... Me- oh, definitely media. Definitely just, um... Basically, just, uh... I, f- I feel like there's generally, like, uh... An honor code amongst mm-hmm. younger men where, like, the most important like signifier of honor and like prestige is to have sex with women and get laid and like everything else comes second to that so like how well you do in school doesn't matter if you're getting laid you're awesome you know that's so sad it must be like enormous pressure for like young boys like i mean teenage boys like just trying to like live their life and then like like i don't know i know maybe i'm coming i just i just feel really sad for and this this comes back to the whole question of like oh no like andrew callahan was a great role model for teenage boys you know and clearly he's not so like yeah and i don't i I want a good role model for boys because i feel sorry for them like i mean this does i feel obviously i feel the most sorry for girls and women who are getting assaulted obviously well i mean this is like okay so what i was just saying like this actually does tie in perfectly to the whole andrew tate conversation because you're like can you name an example of andrew tate is literally telling guys that like that you gotta like be an alpha and just like fight you know be be tough and you know get what you want you know what i mean you're being emasculated right now yeah exactly like Like feminists who tell you you know that no are are taking something away from you or whatever it's just like dude so we have a i think we have a crisis i think we have a really big crisis we need like a good like role model for men i i i think it i don't even know i think it needs to be like literally like in health class like when you're learning about sex and stuff like we need the teachers to say by the way listen up because this is so important i actually had a teacher who did this and it was like it it stunned me where she like literally said like god i know lots of guys who end up in jail because they're idiots who are sexually assaulted and they, who, who who sexually assaulted someone because they never had told anyone to sit down and teach them properly about consent and how like 
extremely critical it is that like it's not like a technical yes it's got to be like a like an enthusiastic you know like yes you know so Mm -hmm. i think it's a crisis and i'm not trying to like take the blame out of andrew callahan's hands and just say it's like society failed him for not teaching him what consent is oh no not at all it's just like it's a crisis though it's a crisis it's a big crisis um so it's it's a complicated issue for sure but you you could have good political views on racism and even like feminism and class and you know everything and still not understand these basics thoroughly so so yeah everyone like consent is epic important and i'm very sorry to anyone who's been like affected by andrew callahan and i am I'm interested to see what he'll say in his statement and perhaps there'll be some updates on the following episodes. Yeah, I hope so. And um, everyone make sure if you have a younger, if you have a, if you have a son, a younger brother, any young boys in your life, please be that person who has that like conversation about how incredibly important consent is. And I know it sounds absurd. There's probably a lot of women who are scratching their heads listening right now like, wait, guys, boys aren't taught that. And, like, the answer is, like, literally, like I'm saying right now, Andrew Callahan literally could, like, there's lots of guys like him. And they think they have no clue they're even doing anything wrong because they, they're, 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 it's, I, well, I don't. I mean, I'm sure some of them do, but, like. So some of them do. Some of them, some of them definitely do, but there's, I'm sure, there's, like, a, definitely a lot of guys who don't. Yeah. No question. So, yeah, sad situation. And speaking of sad situations... Brazil's entire history (laughs) is messed up. Okay, so Brazil had a January 6th. Brazil had a January 6th, except it was on January 8th of this year. (laughs) So funny. Yeah. So thousands of supporters of the former Brazilian president, Bolsonaro, uh, raided their the brazilian government buildings in uh what's the what's brazil brazil what's is it, it brasilia right brasilia brazil brasileiro what it brasilia brasilia rose brazilian and can't doesn't know the cap just kidding okay. <laughs> i yeah it's the capital of brazil it's called brasilia the reason i don't remember the name is because it's a fake city oh it's like, yeah isn't it new or something yeah. Like a newer city that they established, or like established as the cap. Was it Rio before? Wait, hold on. Let me just. Some fact checking. Capital of Brazil. Braz. Bra- Bra- yeah, it's Bra- Brasilia. Um, that's the capital. It was raided. It was constructed in 1960. Wow, that's such a new city. What the heck? Yeah, it's literally a fake city, and it doesn't deserve any any place in my brain. That makes it's... sense. That makes sense. I'm but sorry. That's where the built. That's where the government buildings are, and it was raided. Thousands of people raided busted into the buildings uh and it's actually really sad there's there's like brazilian art made by like famous brazilian artists that are in there that were uh, like destroyed oh, and no i didn't know about that yeah they just like it was like a really just tons and tons of vandalism and uh basically the reason why they were doing this is because the former president bolsonaro after he lost he did step down um unlike trump he did step down and concede to lula but he did shortly after stepping down start spreading some misinformation about oh it seems like the voting machines had a bug in them that if it wasn't for the bug in the voting machine i would have won so i should have won so he started bro you know went to trump university bro went to trump university learned <laughs> how to deny elections and then thousands of bolsonaro supporters raided the capital in brazil and, I mean, yeah, lots of people are obviously making connections to the January 6th 
ratings. There were some, I think, some pretty critical differences, though. I would say one. Um, I'd say Trump, frankly, deserves more responsibility for January 6th than Bolsonaro for for January 8th. Uh, in Brazil, because I mean Bolsonaro, like I said, he's he's uh, a scumbag. He did, su- you know, make some, you know, make some suggestions about um, you know him losing the election, which is a really horrible thing to do. But a lot of this uh, January eighth raid in Brazil, it was just a lot of Bolsonaro supporters that uh, were on you know different social media apps together, kind of caught everybody off guard because they're all like planning it secretly on WhatsApp or whatever apps they're using. And um, so that's that's one difference. And another difference too is the Brazilian government. They actually like used tear gas and were shooting bull- like rubber bullets and stuff at the like Bolsonaro supporters who were kind of coming in. While like I feel like January six, I feel like like the protesters who kind of busted into like the capital in the U.S. like had like no resistance whatsoever. The cops kind of like almost let them in, basically, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, and also. Based on what I read, um, suspects like or like people there were like almost arrested immediately, right? Yeah, there were hundreds. I think actually over a thousand people were arrested. So it does see you know I, it, it's it's almost funny because like Brazil's government is notoriously incompetent and corrupt, and that's like like that's that's like that's the real deal. That's not a joke. Like it has that reputation for a good reason, and it does seem like they were actually able to properly respond to an insurrection like a thousand times better than like the u.s government was like the u.s government i mean it seems like they kind they're of they're like still investigating like, yeah arresting people yeah and like you know turning it into like a, a spectacle and ad you know putting it into ad campaigns and stuff which you know whatever but i don't know it's it, it is scary though you know because i i will you know brazil you might not know this but brazil 30 maybe 40 years ago i think less than 40 years ago used to be a dictatorship uh so it's a very young democracy and so is a lot of so are a lot of other countries in south america lots of countries in south america have very rocky relationships with being democracies versus being military dictatorships versus being uh you know countries that are not really you know democracies anymore because of uh one leader or another who's like a fascist or a communist or whatever uh, getting rid of elections in one way or the other. So Brazil, when, when there's like an insurrection sort of thing going on in, in Brazil, it's very scary because I, I think deep down we all knew during the January 6th uh, attacks in the United States, it was freaky, crazy, you know, people could have died, politicians could have died. But I think even in the worst case scenarios for January 6th in America, like, I don't think anyone genuinely believed we were about to, like, not become a democracy anymore. Yeah, no. Well, in Brazil, that is always, like, a possibility. Because, like, a lot of these people who are raiding the capital and are hardcore Bolsonaro supporters, they're, like, literally fascists. Like, they want to return to the days of being a military dictatorship where, like, the, the government, like, openly is arresting and torturing leftists and stuff. Like, there's, like, that's, like, open, like, just, like, openly fascist. Um, openly anti-democracy, openly dictatorship, openly openly fascist. Um, so I'm really happy that it seems like the government, Brazilian government, was able to like stomp down on it pretty aggressively. I'm also really happy that like Joe Biden and a bunch of like European leaders like actually like chipped in and said we're we're not gonna let we're gonna we're gonna support democracy in Brazil and everything because uh, 
I don't know. I feel like in the past, like I feel like previous presidents, you know, lots of previous presidents in the United States have kind of not really given a shit too much one way or the other. What happens in South America, if a uh, if a uh, unless it benefits them, unless it benefits actually, yeah, they extract do. Extract resources. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? like, yeah, like they, they don't they, actually care. They they America usually wants to like destroy democracy in yeah. South America. So it's a nice it's a nice turn of events that instead of. Instead of uh, the American government, you'd think they would be supporting Bolsonaro, yeah, like backing exactly. Bolsonaro. That's what they would have done in the seventies. They would have been like, "Oh, Lula's kind of a socialist. Let's let's uh, let's support the coup." Literally, literally. Yeah. So it's a nice, it's a nice, it's 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 a it's a refreshing kind of different tone that like the American government is actually supporting the left wing government because democracy is more important than like, you know making sure taxes don't get too high or whatever, whatever they were doing in the 70s, which is, like, not even a joke. So, yep. So, freaky stuff. We're going to blame Trump for this. So, Trump killed millions. Trump killed Diamond. Trump did a coup in Brazil. That's, I'm going to blame Trump. Um, and uh, I don't know if, if you have anything else, Sophie, before we move on to our next topic. No, I think I'm ready to talk about um, our great friend. Just kidding. He's not a friend. Uh, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. So... A lot of you are lis- who are listening are like, who the hell is Kevin McCarthy? Because, let's be real, we're Joan of Arc and Punk Revolution now. I don't know if every- anyone actually... <sighs> okay, that's being mean to our audience. I'm sure you guys know who this is, but it's like... <sighs> you know what I mean. It's not the most interesting. Kevin McCarthy <laughs> is the synth player in Death Grips. <laughs> Just kidding, he's a Republican. Um, not the not the synth player. I hope he's not the uh, the the he's the he's the speaker New of the house. house speaker, but it, he didn't get there e- very easily. So yeah. So basically, there was like what like ten. I don't know. We should know this for the news. There was like ten votes. Sophie, can you Google on your phone? There are like a lot. Let me look. I'm look, fact look. checking. All right. So Sophie's gonna give us the specific number. And what happened was, uh, you need a majority of votes to win. Majority, like 50% plus rather than a plurality. So what was basically happening was uh, Kevin McCarthy had like 90% 90 of the votes he needed. He was almost there to become the – because the the Republicans just won the the majority in the House. But because there was like 10 Republicans who kept not voting for him, he just could not – 15 votes. 15 – it was 15 times – there were 15 elections for the, the... 15 attempts. 15 attempts. And he got it the 15th time, but because there was 10-ish, 12-ish, 15, 9, it kept changing, 12 Republicans who kept not voting for him, he wouldn't um, he wouldn't become the leader of the House. And, the, and I, I don't want to get too into it. I feel like lots of people are analyzing it. And all you need to know is that these are... Like, Kevin McCarthy is a fascist. Um... So are the ten Republicans that weren't voting for him. It's all just a. It's all just a. It's all just theatrics, where like you have like ten Republicans who are not voting for him, so they can get clout and be like, "Look at us, we're anti-establishment." And then you have Kevin McCarthy, who he's not an establishment guy either. He's. I mean, he kind of is. He's just. It's just they're, just. they're all just. They're all just equally bad. So nothing really happened after these fifteen votes. Um, besides, like, it was an embarrassment, and I guess, like, I don't want to spend too much time about talking about it, because I don't think it's very consequential, other than, like, I think this is what's going to keep going on. It's also just, like, humiliating for him, like, bro literally, it literally took 15 votes, like, elections to, like, 
actually like get him to win like that's so humiliating and i feel like that definitely takes away from his authority does it not well it's one, embarrassing everyone's gonna like clown him forever it's embarrassing and also one of the concessions he needed to make to the 10 republicans who weren't voting for him was it only takes one republican to say okay i don't have faith in kevin mccarthy's um, um authority let's have a, another vote for a new majority House Speaker. So it takes one person. So anytime any of those 10 Republicans or anybody, any Republican can be like, all right, let's have a vote. And then he could have to have another ballot again and he could lose. So like they, he literally like is completely, um, I mean, he's, he's got no, he's basically has no power. It's, he's like hanging on by a thread. It's really embarrassing. And I don't know, like Republicans and Democrats alike can like troll him. Yeah, yeah, it's uh bro, no one wants him. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so embarrassing. Like you have no like yeah. I don't know how he like wakes up in the morning and, like shows his face. Like it's humiliating for him. I don't know. That's I, my yeah. takeaway. No, no, it, it actually is cuz Kevin McCarthy spent like years and years and years kissing Trump's ass. He he you know, denied that January 6th was an issue, did not vote to impeach Trump after January 6th, voted to, uh, you know, did not vote for, for Joe Biden to become president. You know, all these after after uh, Joe Biden won the electoral votes and, and all, you know, all these horrible things. He's been kissing Trump's ass and like the far right of the Republican Party for years. And, when, you know, when push comes to shove, there's no, because there's no actual like values system amongst these people, you know they're absolutely happy to to push each other, each other under the bus and not vote for this person or vote for this person in order for the power and for the attention. There's like it's just so hollow and transparent, and it's absolutely embarrassing. And I mean, I enjoyed this whole thing. Um, I don't feel like it's going to have any real consequences. No, no. So. It's just like a little tidbit. Important. Not really important, but like... These people These people are actually just horrible human beings, and it's always good when horrible, horrible human beings get humiliated a little bit. So that's kind of my takeaway from it. Agreed. Speaking of horrible human beings, we have a movie to review about horrible human beings um, called The Menu. And this was in theaters for a while it got pretty good reviews and a lot of my oomphies on letterboxd were were in into the movie liked it so it became available on was it hbo max something i think it was some streaming service yeah. um and we were like hey let's watch it you know i thought maybe it would be good we almost went to it in theaters like a month ago when it was in theaters and we didn't go so we figured we'd watch it, and what do you? What did you think, Kyle? Well, I so just a little. I, I mean, it's it's a hard movie to review because there is like a big twist, mm. and I don't want to necessarily give the twist away. But I will say it's about people who go to a restaurant, and something at the restaurant feels very off. Okay, and then we live in a society. That's basically where, the movie. <laughs> where things are not fair and bad people are rich and rich people are bad and we live in a society. I thought it was I, I hated I really hated this movie. I feel like I felt like um okay, so Sophie made a good observation while we were watching it that like it had 
midsummer vibes based off like the eerie music some some of the imagery and like some themes are kind of similar it had like an ari aster quality to it like a poorly replicated ari aster vibe to it um like yeah basically what you said i thought i i hated it less than kyo did i didn't like it but i there were some interesting things to me for one i thought the premise could have been interesting. It was a little bit suspenseful. I was like wondering, okay, what's going to happen? What's like, you know, like various courses of the quote unquote menu are introduced. And there's like little thingies that happen with each course. And I thought, okay, what's going to happen here? There's a little bit of like fun and suspense with that. Um, and, you know, I, no, I, was in, I was intrigued by the, con- the concept was kind of interesting, but my main criticism is that it's been done before and it's been done better. And you can see this in movies like Get Out or like, oh gosh, I don't know. Like, yeah, like I said, Midsommar. Um, oh, uh, Don't Worry, Darling. Yeah, like, like those kind of like, like woke movies. Yeah, it's like, like kind of like, but like they're better though. Like, it's like, like even Don't Worry, Darling was better this in my opinion. Yeah, Don't Worry, like, Darling was better. Because it, it's a movie that's trying to blow your mind and then it also wants to have like a, like a deep political oh, message that, beneath it. This is like it. the get out effect of like yeah. movies that like, I feel like post to get out films, like are trying to be sort of like, y'all, I don't know, like y'all comedies, need to get... but like really like critical of the rich and wealthy and powerful. It also like definitely had elements of like glass onion core, like yeah. rich people being bad. Like y'all, y'all, y'all need to get more woke because, because every movie coming out now is, is woke we can all tell the ending of the movie is the rich guy is going to be the bad guy so please get even woker and like get like ultra left wing to the point where i can't even predict what's going to happen because i haven't read enough like leftist theory to understand what's about to happen <laughs> yeah and i mean not even necessarily that it's just like wasn't that good it wasn't that good there's it wasn't that cringe good too. there's some definitely some major cringe moments of like oh god like uh, like there's so much there's there could have there has to been have been like a more interesting way to critique this thing you know what i mean like there's some like critique of sexism that was really really poorly done in my opinion it was really cringe um the imagery was just like oh you're just trying to be like midsummer so bad right now like you're trying to be like ariaster you're trying to do like some like uh jordan peele and it just if it, it fell flat for me um, I did have a little bit of fun, like, you know, the suspense, like wondering, okay, what's going to happen? And it just didn't, it wasn't amazing. Yeah. Kyle really, really didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, no, I agree with Sophie that like the first half I was, okay, for me, the first half was like, I don't like watching this. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like any of the characters, but I will agree that I am invested in knowing what happens. And then the second half, when I fit, once we did figure out what happened, I was like, I really do not, I really do not like how this played out. It, it, I, so I, I just didn't like any of it. I think I had a little more fun than Kyle did. Just a little bit though. I did not have fun. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was like, kind of like, Ooh, like what's going to happen? Like, like, I I mean, it was kind of obvious what was going to happen, but like, like, I was more interested in, like, how are they going to have it happen, if that makes sense. Like, what little, like, weird gimmick are they going to do this time? You know what I mean? Like, that was, like, kind of fun for me. But, it like, I it was, I didn't like the movie. And I also thought, like, the main character who, like, every every character in this is, like, pretty much unlikable. 
um, including like Anya Taylor-Joy's character. I can't remember her name. She like has a fake name. Was that too much of a spoiler? Sorry. No. Okay. So Anya Taylor-Joy's character, um, who is supposed to be like the main character, like the person you're supposed to like kind of identify with in the story. Um, even she wasn't like likable to me, you know, like I'm getting the, I agree. I'm kind of getting the impression that like what was at one point a really awesome formula for making movies, which was like the, I don't know, get out formula, I guess you could say has just become like, Oh, this is profitable. Let's just make 50 films that are just like this. Literally. And this is like the last, I think this is the last time you can squeeze this orange and get any juice out of it because yeah. it's been done so much we need something else we need something new and, and it's i mean it's a great formula but to me by this at this point it's like the worst iteration of this formula yeah and it's been done a million times and it just felt like did you and, did you like it out i thought it was great I thought yeah it was really I, li- I liked get out I liked it out get was out. funny it was fun it was freaky it was like it was well done you know yeah yeah yeah, and another thing too is like the men- the thing with the menu is like it did at w- sometimes kind of like critique itself by like mm-hmm. making fun of like how like the the seriousness of it mm-hmm. like like it almost had like a self awareness of how like pretentious it was obviously like it was but if it's like dude if you have that self awareness then just like make it good yeah then just make it good and also please stop making movies where ninety percent of the characters are unlikable I know I feel because like Glass we- Onion did that and I yep. you, like we're gonna be watching this for two hours like give us at least like three characters we like and we're supposed to I did like. Clearly, we're supposed to identify with the with Anya Taylor Joy's character, but we don't because she's kind of mean and not nice. Like, okay, not that like the character has to be nice, but like not likable. She's not likable, and that like. Okay, so uh, okay, so my theory. Okay, so this is this is gonna be mean, uh, very mean. Easy last thing I'm gonna say. Theory. So we've all heard of okay, we've all heard of movies that are movies that you know are movies that dumb people are going to think are really smart but they're not actually <laughs> smart movies yeah so move this is obviously that and i think that the main character what's her name again i can't remember her name uh but it's played by anya taylor joy all right so she's played by anya taylor. so anya taylor joy in this movie is a dumb normie and dumb normies are going to like her a lot because they're dumb normies. Also, like, Anya Taylor-Joy has a lot of fans and she's, like, cool and stuff. She's not a dumb normie in real life. But in this movie, she's a dumb normie. And dumb normies are going to find this movie smart. And I know it's supposed to be for dumb normies because... But I feel like this movie is okay and I still love you. I'm sorry. I always, I always, I always have this tendency where if I don't like a movie, I have to attack the people who like it. <laughs> like, or, yeah, I know. It's okay. It's, it's, it's the punk revolution now in me. The music critic in me has to attack people who like things I don't like. So yeah, he's he's and he's being, you know, he's exaggerating for comedies. You know, he's just he doesn't hate anyone. Like he's really nice. I swear. I'm a nice person. He's really nice. Unless you like this movie. <laughs> but we're gonna talk about an actually good movie now. Yes, and that movie is. Megan with a three instead of an E, which is about... An, <laughs> so the reason... I, so this is a movie about AI and feminism. I know. What better combination? Like, it's the best movie about AI and feminism since um, Ex Machina. So... It's a, it's a movie about a woman who works in STEM. It is. It is. And it's played by that one woman who's in Girls, like Lena Dunham Girls. 
I can't remember, like not Megan, the like, okay, the aunt. I can't remember mm-hmm. the actress's name. Um, but yeah, actually, so, she may have been in Get Out too. Wait, 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 hold on. Wait, I gotta check that. Okay, out. you check that. I also just want to just just so people who are listening know what we're talking about. Megan is the movie about the doll, who is like very advanced AI, that like is like super super like realistic. It's like a it's like a doll that looks like a girl. You might have seen commercials where, she, where she, like the doll is like dancing and stuff. That's that's Megan, and um, oh yep, same girl, same girl, and 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 Get Out. Oh okay, the woman in Get Out. Yeah, I, I like her. I like her, um, and I feel like she does a good job of playing a woman in STEM. So, anyways, um, so my thoughts are unlike the menu, which is a movie that tries to have something deep to say. This movie, I think, is very forwardly just, like, a fun, dumb... It knows what it is. It knows what it is. Like, it could have decided to try to get deep about, like, the philosophy of AI and stuff. I mean, obviously, like, there is that layer to it when we're, ha- when we're talking about a movie where something, like, is a robot that gets, like, sentient and, you know, tries to, like, take over the world or whatever. But what I liked about this movie was... it. it so it is, a, it is a movie that's been done before... Uh, you know, we can think of like Chucky or like the Goosebumps episode with the doll. Like there's a lot of movies involving a doll that like gains sentient and maybe is like evil and then like takes over the world or whatever. You can very easily predict where Megan is going. Um, but it's like just so much fun uh, because, well, I, I, like I said, if it's very self-aware. Like I like, okay, so the movie Chucky. The, the classic horror film Chucky with the doll that, like, kills people and stuff. Chucky had—what I think Chucky did really well is that it, it, it knew that there's something just inherently funny exactly about, like, a doll trying to kill you, you know? You, you can try to make it as serious as possible to have a doll try to kill you. But like it's gonna be just in it's inherently gonna be funny. There's you can't take it seriously. Yeah, and that's what Megan does basically. Yeah, like, Megan it really embraces the comedy. It embraces the comedy um, even more so than the horror. Honestly, like it's basically a comedy. Yeah, it's a I, drama too. Blah, blah blah. But like, there's so much humor to it, and I think that's why it works. So it doesn't take itself too seriously, and it knows it knows what it is. Like yeah, it literally begins with like one of those like. I don't know, Kyle. Do you remember those commercials, like for like girl toys? Yes, like, yes, like a uh, like, like a like, Cabbage Patch Kids. Yeah, like they have the Barbie. song where it's like it goes like like yeah. and like but like I like, don't know if you know this, but in recent years they've become like increasingly like kind of gross. I didn't know that. Like poop focus or like fart. It, like it's like I don't know why. Like I don't know if girls or kids in general. Like I don't really know, but it's like. Let me let me do more research on this because I actually have to show you this, Kyle, because this is crazy. But anyway, so I thought like the what were the like they were toys? like they like, were like weird toys. There were that, toys like, where like you, you rub their butts and they like change colors just depending on their emotions or whatever. That's like that like literally sounds real to me. Yeah, no, that sounds like something. I I I mean, I I believe it. I see a lot of like iPhone games that like the apps. Like the, the games poop, have like the horrible. Poop, the poop emoji has done years of damage. Like it has brought this generation like years back. The poop emoji. Yeah, and I will say too, and I just want to rub it. I just want to rub it, rub it in the menu's face a little bit more. That while Megan was just a comedy that wasn't taking itself seriously, I actually do feel like 
Megan had actually something more interesting to actually say about the world we live in because, you know, very similar to the movie Free Guy, which is about AI becoming sentient. Um, One of the reasons why Megan goes out of control and becomes a big issue is because of the cutthroat competition of capitalism and the profit motive pushing the develop the developers of Megan to to release her as soon as possible before her her programming is actually safe and is actually um, you know thoroughly checked to make sure everything is okay um, and that's you know and that's also the same plot point in the movie free guy where the AI uh, the 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 evil capitalist guy in in Free Guy is causing havoc. Well, so basically, what I'm trying to say is, Megan literally didn't even try, and they they had something more profound to say about the world we live in, and like than than the menu. Okay, yeah. So just doing some researchers, there's this toy called Poopsie, which are like unicorn poop thingies, and there's like all kinds of sh- uh, okay, like there's literally just so much like stuff on the market like that has to do with poop. Yeah, do you, for girls. Do you, Sophie, do you see those um like iPhone apps for like games where it's like you get to like role play and it's like you have to like choose like what you're gonna say back or whatever. And like a lot of those games, like the iPhone ad, the apps, the the ads for the apps have like just like random people like farting and like yeah, just like, like what is this generation like? Have you seen that viral video going around Twitter where it's like a TikTok of like someone playing like the what's the game like the or graffiti guy where he jumps on the subways. What is that game? Oh, like Train Runner or whatever. Oh, tra- no, that's no, not the, that's the, you know the guy. Subway yeah, Surfers. Subway, subway yeah, Surfers. Train Runner. Subway Surfers. So it's like you know those like videos on TikTok where it's like a Subway Surfer like gameplay, and then like it's a Reddit story that like AI reads. Have you seen those, Kyle? Yeah, yeah. So it's like that. Then in the corner, there's like someone doing slime, and then in the other corner, it's like like a video of quagmire or something like yeah, have yeah. you seen that video I saw that, yeah. yeah so it's like and it was like what is gonna happen to gen alpha's brain you know like growing yeah, up yeah. on this stuff and i'm like i know that sounds like a boomer take or whatever but like it's kind of true honestly like i'm concerned especially with like ai getting like super good back to the ai thingy but well so so my theory about it is that like the corporations who decide what toys to make what apps to make they're really just basing it off like the data they get on like engagement with ads and like downloads with apps. And like truthfully, if you're scrolling through Instagram, what is going to make you stop and pause and look at an ad and be like, what the hell? More than like a video of like a princess like farting and like <laughs> killing like millions of people. Literally, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what like, that video is. Talking. It's not fa- it's not fair. It's like we don't want to engage with it because it's good. We're engaging with it because we have to, because we're human beings that like oh are being traumatized right now. So, um, and yeah. then, and then and then some CEO is like, "Oh, let's make a million princess fart apps and like games." And now we're like, <laughs> just that's like the world we live in. It's so funny. It's and it so sucks. True. It's so sad. Like, please, like it's clickbait. Can we care about our children? Please, like let's not do this. Anyway, I don't know. Oh, because like anyway, the be- the beginning of the movie starts with like a commercial like that, basically. So I thought that was really funny and smart because I I haven't really seen it parodied anywhere besides like SNL, and not even like to its full ex- like the extent that they did like the accuracy they had in this movie. 
thought it was really fun. Like the doll, like has, says funny things. It sings funny songs. Like like, it, like there's like a lot of like comedic fun moments, like throughout the film. Um, like she does some dancing. Like you know, like they basically got the formula right so that like people on Twitter are gonna like go like mother whenever they see Megan, and that's if you can get people to, on Twitter to do that, then you're doing something right. So. I we all thought it was really fun. Like obviously, it's not a deep movie. It's not like I. It's not. It's no masterpiece, right? But it's like a fun. Movie. It's very shallow. I would say it's kind of like Glass Onion Core in that sense, where it's like a fun movie, but don't expect too much of it. Yeah, true. And, I don't know. It like reminds me of like. I feel like it's like your average horror movie, like vibe, but it's more fun. It's a fair. It's a very fun horror film, exactly. But it's not deep. I will say, so I just got to do another menu comparison the menu made the proletariat cringe (laughs) and that made me support the bourgeoisie while megan made the bourgeoisie cringe and made me support the proletariat so that's that's my that's my leftist analysis of why megan is better than the menu yeah so definitely megan's gonna be fun it's gonna be a lot of memes so move over pearl it's a new horror meme thingy so it barely felt like a horror movie honestly like it was mostly just like comedy so i'd say watch it it's fun i say you know what i mean if you have hbo max just watch the menu to see what people are talking about i guess like i don't know it's it's maybe you'll like it i know a lot of people liked it so you should you should honestly watch the menu and you should try to enjoy it because don't don't be like me don't be like me and don't be scared to enjoy things because of my opinion please it's better to enjoy things i'd rather you watch it and enjoy and enjoy it um and i'm not gonna judge you Okay. Well, with that positive note, I think we're we're at the end of the episode, right? Yes. So, just a reminder, um, uh, this should be released soon. So, you know, by the time this is released, um, Kaya's album can almost be out. It's going to be out on the 13th. Is that right? Yes, the 13th, which is literally this Friday. Friday. Oh, my goodness. Friday the 13th. What did I do? Well, he may have messed up something with the so, little troll. So everyone stream the frick out of the album, and I swear to God, please do it, please do it. He's put in years of work into this. It's like his baby, and it's going to be really good. I've listened to it, and I have a spoiler. I'm actually on one of the songs, like in the background, just a little bit, doing a little support women in music yeah. and listen. <laughs> support women in music and listen to Fireman. So, my, so just so everyone's clear, this is my project, Fireman. It's Fire Space Man, two separate words. The name of the album is Yourself is Fire, spelled Y-E-R-S-E-L-F is Fire. You can find it streaming everywhere on Friday. I've worked forever on it, years and years of effort into it. It's if you're if you want to support the podcast, support my my projects or anything. Easy way to do it is literally just stream it on however you want. It helps so much. Do you like the stand Twitter method of like you know you I know some of you guys know what I'm talking about. Do that. I'll make a playlist. Stream the frick out of the album, please. I literally finished this album like eight months ago, and I've been sitting on it and just been dying to release it. And now is the time. It's been this so long. Oh my goodness. I was. I mean, I was literally in the studio with him finishing it. So, it was. It was an honor. So, like, trust me, guys. I know the album's epic, and I worked hard on like some of the stuff on it, like designing the cassettes, which you should buy. And, like, helping with various other thingies. The shirts she modeled in. Yeah. So, if you like Joan of Arca, you should also support this project because I've also worked 
hard on it in some ways not nearly as much as kyle obviously because he made the music and all blah, 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 but it, it's also important to me it's really important to me so. all you gotta do is listen to an album just Literally. D- just save it on spotify and listen to it does anthony fantano have any albums out no or maybe he does i don't know he has he yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm we're gonna sorry. Say, well, we're, he doesn't have any good albums out. We'll just oh, put it. We'll yeah, put it that way. I don't know good albums. Sorry. Well, there's a reason you don't know is because <laughs> it's not good music. So. <laughs> okay, so everyone stream the album, please. I'll make it easy for you guys when the time is right. So please stream it. Thank you so much for listening to Base News Network. This is me, Sophie Genovarka, and Hope Girl Chanel. Bye bye. Bye.